Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the John Conn Report wherever you get your podcast. And you can subscribe on YouTube as well at Empire Media. That's A M P I R E. Today, I'm joined by Washington's newest offensive lineman, Andrew Norwell, as we discuss his reunion with Ron Rivera and offensive line coach John Matskow, how basketball helped him playing guard, why he went from an undrafted free agent to the highest paid guard in the NFL, and the impact of his brother's cancer scare years ago. You can read my work on ESPN.com. There's a story up now about why running back J.D. McKissick wanted to return to Washington. What he didn't say or said he couldn't recall the sequence of events that led to his reverse pivot. I know what I've heard here, that McKissick called position coach Randy Jordan after after he agreed with Buffalo, who relayed to him that Washington had an offer for him. That started the ball rolling in Buffalo. The narrative you'll hear is different. So there you go. The hard part with that one is with the, with the whole situation, it occurred during the legal tampering period. There are teams who don't like this period because it was not designed to finalize offers. It was designed to test the market. It quickly became the unofficial start of free agency, which is why you now have situations like this. And in the past, I know this team, and I've heard this before, that this team has lost players the same way, where they had agreement with the team with a guy and then he reversed course and went back to his old team. It's just not something that I'm not sure. Well, I've, I've heard that from the past. I don't know exactly who, but I know that that's happened. Regardless, the story's up and McKissick is back. I like that they re-signed offensive tackle Cornelius Lucas because of his value as a swing tackle. They still need to add more bodies to the line, notably another guard. They do like Sadiq Charles. They really like Wes Schweitzer. But with Lucas, the depth is there at tackle, something they have tapped into each of the past two seasons. He started 15 games. It's funny because when we first saw him in training camp two years ago, he looked bad to the point where I'm like, they're going to cut this guy. He did not play to his size. Then he steadily improved and has become a solid backup. As a reminder, Washington is attending the pro days for all the top quarterbacks. While they're open to taking a quarterback, it's not going to happen at 11. But they do need points of comparison for all the quarterbacks because I could see one selected after round one. So you want to know how does a Desmond Ritter compare to a Kenny Pickett, to a Malik Willis, or even guys beyond those the, the names I just said. Um, I'm not sure how likely it is that they're going to take one in the second round, but it's not, or, you know, after round one, I should say, but it's not off the table. They do want to let Carson Wentz know that they're committed to him. And it's something I talked about the other day. They want to let him know they're committed to him and taking a quarterback at 11 would run absolutely counter to that desire. They know this. And keep in mind that some of these schools like Cincinnati, there are other players who could be in the mix at 11 as well. Notably corner Ahmad Sauce Gardner, the Bearcats have a receiver who will be drafted at some point in Alec Pierce. Rivera attended UC's pro day on Thursday. They had a heavy contingent there. But Ohio State had its pro day the day before. It's a 90-minute drive away. It made sense to stick around the state. And again, they, do, they are interested in the quarterbacks. Plus, the other thing is you want to know which guys 
who likes who, right? And you want to have a good idea of those guys in case some team wants to trade for one of those guys. Or if a team thinks, well, maybe Washington's starting to fall in love with this guy. Again, they're not taking one at 11, but the desire for them would be to make teams think they are, you know, among other things. I think there's a lot of due diligence here. Um, and of course, the Buckeyes have some top end talent, of course, especially at receiver. And if I were picking one of those receivers, Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave, my personal thing would be to take Wilson at 11 if, you, if you're going to go receive it of those two. He's versatile, a terrific route runner, fast, has outstanding hands. I like Olave a lot. I think Olave was a definite home run hitter in college. Wilson would be my choice of the two. He, he played in the slot at Ohio State. He played outside as well. That said, there are very good receivers after the first round. It's a deep draft at this position. And there are other good receivers in the first round as well, Drake London, um, the kid from um, Burks um, is also a good receiver. So there are other choices, but I'm just saying of those two, since I mentioned Ohio State, Wilson would be the guy that I would take at 11 um, in that scenario. On the radio broadcast deal with 980 end, I know, every, I know that everyone always wants to attach a narrative to whatever happens here. The bottom line is, based on multiple conversations with people on both sides, it came down to money. Odyssey's offer was not close to what iHeart made. It's that simple. Nobody I've talked to on either side says it, said it was really about anything else. There were annoyances, but this was a business deal. Do not liken this to the Anheuser-Busch pulling out situation. It's not the same thing. And while Bush never said why it did this, you can assume whatever you want. You're, you're probably right, but they haven't said exactly why. I talked to somebody the other day who said it spoke volumes to him that Anheuser-Busch pulled out, knowing that the team wants to build this mega megaplex, which would in, certainly increase, increase the reach of the advertisers. This person who has been in the league a long time still said he didn't think this would force the other owners to get Dan to sell. Quickly, he quickly pointed to Bob Kraft, Jerry Jones, as, as guys who have had their own issues as reasons why. They have not been under the, you know, that, that would be it. That's part of it. And, and other owners have their own issues that they don't want to come out. But it would be interesting to see what happens if more sponsors did pull out. And I also think in the whole radio station situation, I think the team, with the, the team could have handled it better by once you tell 980, then announce the other station right away so you control the news. But that's a whole other issue. I will say, I wish we could just have one normal month here. Is that too much to ask? Anyway, back on the field. Washington is still looking for players, but none of the big splash varieties I'm sure you have deduced. Starlo Tulele is still go is going to take his time. Still interest there, but I, you know, we'll see what happens. Interest in linebacker Jermaine Carter, who played for Rivera in Carolina. He's still, a, to me, he's a backup if they sign him, but they absolutely need more depth at linebacker. In my mind, he would not feel what they need at the position to the level that they want, so the draft would remain an option. But you do need depth there. And right now, one of the approaches they took two years ago, which I really liked when Kyle Smith was here and was Smith and Rivera, is they really attacked the depth. And I felt like in that, even though they were 7-9 and nine that year, the reason why they could survive a lot of the injuries they did is because their depth was better. I think that's where they need to get to again. Um, and don't forget, teams also cut guys after the draft, so others will come free. After the draft last year, they landed starting tackle, left tackle, Charles Leno. They also traded for Eric Flowers, so it's always a fluid situation. Anyway, I enjoyed chatting with Andrew Norwell. So after this break, I'll share my conversation with Norwell. 
Find out how he made the leap from undrafted rookie to massive wealth and what he learned from his older brothers. Guys, if you're looking for that extra confidence when it's time to have a little bit of fun, let me tell you about BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service. It delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but it comes in chewable form and it's at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets will help you combat all forms of ED. Plus, it's an online prescription service. No visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is really simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days, and the best part, all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers are going to work with you to find the right ingredient and the strengths for your personal subscription. Plus, their tablets are made in the United States. They prepare, they ship direct, and it's so much cheaper than going through a pharmacy. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code KIME, K-E-I-M, at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code KIME, K-E-I-M, to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for being a sponsor of our show. Welcome back. Now, here's my conversation with Washington's newest left guard, Andrew Norwell. Andrew, thanks thanks a lot for coming on. I am curious. The first thing is, you were an undrafted free agent coming out of college. Yeah. Very shortly, you make an impact. Um, mm-hmm. What was it like to enter this league as an undrafted free agent? Was that a surprise? And how did you be able to move past that and succeed the way you have? You know, it was a little disappointing that I didn't hear my name called. But um, I got the opportunity with Carolina. Um you know, thank, uh, you know, the Carolina scouts for bringing me on and uh, Dave Gettleman and all them guys. Um, they saw a value in me. And, um, you know, just basically going in, uh, just being, you know, rookie, just being quiet, learning everything, staying in my playbook and learning the new techniques. Because honestly, it's a big jump from college to the pros and just, you know, learning, you know, the coaching, you know, the coaching and all the techniques that come with O-line in the NFL. So it was, um, it was kind of, you know, I was kind of, you know, rookies, you don't know, you don't know. So I just uh, stuck, uh, picked a, pick a old, uh, picked an older guy to follow Ryan Cleal and the older guys in the room. And um, it really made a big impact on me. And uh, I just went to work every day, just put my head down, went to work and, uh, you know, when I did finally get my opportunity, you know, I never looked back. And so here we are now talking. Yeah. So, and it's you know, funny because you go from, und- yeah, because you go, you went from undrafted to getting the highest contract ever for a guard. Is mm-hmm. was that mind-boggling to you, or, or do you look back and or when you did it, do you say, "Hey, this is the work I put in." Yeah, you know, this, that was the work I put in. Um, I was very honored to be All Pro in 2017, and. Um, you know, prestigious honor. And um, I couldn't have done it without, you know, without the help of my, you know, my coaching and the, the players around me. And, uh, you know, it was really, you know, it was good. And uh, just, you know, come to work every day, uh, blue collar worker. And, uh, you know, that's how the linemen are. And, uh, you know, everybody works together and, uh, you know, made, got the opportunity, you know, and just, uh, you know, work hard every day. 
do you try to now now that you're you're a veteran now how much do you take what what like Ryan Khalil did for you and how much do you work like working with younger players to kind of pass it along oh yeah you know that's that's the whole objective as an older player you know because you really want to see you know help out a younger guy and bring him up and um you know hey if he's not doing something right give him some pointers just like a different you know instead of the coach teaching him all the time you know just give you give out your uh, viewpoints and you know, you know, just uh, give him positive feedback and, you know, what he's doing wrong or whatnot. And just, you know, because I have a lot of experience and, you know, the best way to learn is from other people's mistakes. Right. So that's how, you know, young guys learn, really. And then you're reunited with Ron Rivera, John Matsko. What did, how much did they help you, especially like Matsko? Because I know like Lyman seemed to really like the guy. And he and he's done a really good job. I guess that's why they like him. Yeah. What is it that? How did he help you? What's some areas specifically that did he help you? Yeah. Just you know, he prepared everybody in the room as if they were a starter. Um, first of all, because you know, you never know when someone's going to get down. You have to go in there, and uh, you know, being in that position, you know, you make the most of your opportunity, and uh, he gets you prepared. Same with coach. Um, you know, he has daily team meetings every day. He's uh, one of his things. Uh, control your ape, um, you know, attitude, preparation, effort. And, um, you know, I really took that to heart and, you know, you control those three, three things, simple three things every day. And, uh, you know, you're going to win that day and it's just stacking day by day because, you know, this business is day by day and uh, just taking one day at a time. We, we have heard that saying quite a few times the last yeah. couple of years and it addition to all the other ones that we heard, but with, with, with a lot, with your, with John Matsko, like, when you say prepare as a starter, what are the little things that he does? Cause everybody wants to say that, but I've seen what he's done sometimes. So what yeah. are some of the little things that he would do to help you prepare as a starter when you knew you weren't, when you weren't playing? Yeah. It's just all about the uh, details and um, you know, the fundamentals of playing the game. Um, you know, it's very specific and techniques and uh, you know, he wants it a certain way and that's what he wants. And um you know, you're not going to stray from it and you're just going to do it, you know, the right way every time. And, you know, being consistent and, uh, you know, is a big part of it and uh, just doing it the right way every time. And, um, you know, building, building your fundamentals, you know, so you can fall back on and focusing on the little details that really show up. And you said that all the, a lot of linemen have reached out to you already here. What did that mean to you? Oh, it meant a lot, you know, um, I really appreciate it. Uh, them, uh, you know, reaching out to me. It makes me feel welcome on the team. And it's just the environment, you know, that coach is creating, you know, great, you know, you know, great roster with a great bunch of guys that can mesh well and play for each other on Sundays and get the job done on Sundays and win. What do you think for you? What do you feel like you add the most coming here? Um, just my attitude and the way I go about my business. Um, I take it very seriously and, you know, obviously, you know, I lock in and I relax a bit, a little bit and just, uh, you know, just um, I take it very seriously. I love, you know, playing the game of football, you know, it's a child's game and then I'm still playing and just, you know, the love of the game, really, you know, I love football, love being around guys that love the game too and uh, you take it seriously also and just how the way it's, uh, you know, supposed to be playing. Have you ever forgotten that you went undrafted? I mean, does that still – do you still remind yourself of that to keep pushing yourself? Um, sometimes, uh, but it doesn't really matter to me because I'm, you know, made the opportunity 
I got my opportunity. I worked hard, you know, I earned it, everything. And um, yeah, some uh, someday, you know, I'll, yeah, I'll sit back and reflect on it, but not now, you know. Yeah, because as you know, like some guys, they never forget. Like that, I was drafted in fifth round. I'll never forget that. And other guys, it's like, yeah. hey, I'm just in here, and it doesn't matter. So yeah, it doesn't matter. You know, uh, you get in there, it doesn't matter when you play, it doesn't matter where you were drafted or or what, you know. You were also one of seven kids, and I think the youngest of three brothers. How did that? Growing up in a, I grew up with five siblings, or if I have four yeah. siblings, so there's five kids. So, but what, how did growing up in a family like that impact you and shape you? Well, you know, it was a really beautiful thing. You know, I have my older brothers to look up to. Uh, they, you know, they would beat up on me, you know, playing as kids, you know, backyard football or whatever, basketball, whatever it may be. But uh, yeah, it was just, you know, family's a very, uh, you know, important, um, you know, important to me. And, uh, yeah, just uh, I love my family, and uh, you know, it was a big part of my life. How how much older are your older brothers? Uh, my one brother is six years older than me. Um, he played at the University of Illinois football. Um, and my other brother, I I forget the age difference, maybe like fourteen years older. Um, he played Division two basketball Northern at Northern Kentucky. Kentucky. Yep, and uh, I think his coach said, you know, if you don't was like three uh three inches taller he could have been the best center in the you know that league at the time which i don't know what they are now but um yeah i mean just looking up to you know my older brothers um them showing me what a competitor is and yeah just uh how it molded me you know it just was a it was great how young were you when they're beating up on you like in backyard (laughs) football that yeah you know i was a big kid all my life so um you know, just the older neighbor, you know, I grew up in the suburbs of Cincinnati, you know, just having the neighbor, you know, playing with the older neighborhood kids and stuff, you know, this is, you know, part of uh, my childhood. And because you, you also played high school basketball. Was there ever yeah. a point where you were trying to decide which way to go or were you? Uh, no, I, okay. I uh, was never that, that good at, uh, you know, basketball, like my older brothers were. I think my brother, uh, Chris, led the city of Cincinnati and scoring and rebounding for like oh, three wow. years. Okay. Yeah. So I was never that good. Um, I, I think I was a better football player than Chris and uh, basketball uh, was, you know, I was definitely passionate in basketball. I really liked my coaches. I'll shout out uh, Dan Bartholomew, Dan Bartholomew, uh, Bartholomew and uh, Frank Brandon, you know, they were uh, great coaches just looking up, you know, being younger you know, looking up at the high school kids, just like, you know, that how it is today. It was, you know, the footwork has to help you, though. I mean, did that did it playing basketball help yeah, you as a guard? Yeah, I, I definitely think it did. It made me more athletic, um, you know, and having playing, you know, year round. Because, you know, I did play AAU basketball, and you know, I think I actually did a, I did a track in high school too. So for one year, you ran I was, too. I was, I you were throwing shots. You were running it. I was. Uh, I did shot put. Oh, you did. Um, okay. Yeah, but you also but ran, right? I actually ran on the uh, two hundred. 200 meter or whatever, 200 yard. Okay. And I actually got under 30 seconds at the time. <laughs> I was okay. dead. I'm like, why did I do this? <laughs> I mean, for that size, that's that's chugging a little bit. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. You know, so. Your your brother, Chris, also had his, a battle with cancer. First of all, how is he? And secondly, what impact did that have on you? Yeah, it was tough. I found out, I think, my junior year, maybe. Um, he told me right before a game. And, uh, you know, I was broken down. I didn't really have a lot of, you know, 
of exposure to, you know, cancer. I knew what it was, but I didn't know dealing with it firsthand. And um, yeah, it was tough. Um, but he uh, fought through it and his cure uh, is doing good. He's doing well. And um, yeah. I just got a couple more for you. You have a couple of Buckeyes here, Curtis, Terry, and Chase. I know they came after you, but how do you, you know, I know a lot of guys go back to Columbus to work out and all that. Do you have a relationship with any of those guys? Do you know um, yeah, Curtis, I know, uh, Samuel. Um, I'm playing with him in uh, Carolina. Oh, that's right. You would have played that. Okay, yeah. that's right. Yeah, I um, forgot about that. Yeah. 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 Um, just being Buckeyes, you know, we can tell stories and, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, being from the same college, you know, I've had it happen before. And, you know, it's great, you know, help out any way I can, you know, with my Buckeye brothers and just like with any other – on my other teammates you know we can tell you know we came from you know basically the same place so which that's pretty neat well and as i told you before we came out here obviously that's where i went to school as well so yeah right every that late that late november game is always like it's always nice when that goes the right way the way it's supposed to the way it's yep. supposed to but right um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> not last year but we'll 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 move on we'll move on yeah. um you know also like I think on our Zoom with you earlier, J.P. Finley brought up the antler chandelier. Is there a story behind that? Are, are you an outdoorsman or is it just decoration? Yeah, I like, you know, decoration. I like being outdoors and, you know, uh, something maybe I'll get into maybe when I retire, like hunting and stuff. And, you know, really like, you know, basically being a, you know, conservationist and, you know, stuff like that, because, you know, it's amazing nature, you know, mother nature and, you know, just being outdoors and, uh, you know, enjoying that outdoor, I guess, sportsman, you know, thing. And then, and I think it looks pretty cool. <laughs> it does look pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. What, what was the Jacksonville experience like last year? I mean, you had played for Urban in college and then last year, every, you hear all sorts of things. What was that experience like? You know, with me, you know, personally, I got a bias, you know, I played for him in college um, and uh, he helped me out you know definitely uh when he coached at ohio state for getting me ready to play mm -hmm. in nfl and he did he made it had a really big impact on me in college to get to where i was you know he you know laying the bricks with him coach meyer and uh you know mickey marati the strength coach and all the strength coaches there you know really played a big role and to help me with my opportunity and um you know i have nothing but you know great things to say um and that's where I'm going to leave that. And, um, you know, I'm just really looking in the front mirror. I'm not looking behind. And, uh, you know, I'm just ready to look forward to be a commander. And, uh, you know, I'm really fired up about this opportunity. Last thing, your foundation, you have the Andrew Norwell Foundation. Let people, you want to give people a little bit yeah. of feel for what it is that you want to do, that you do with the foundation. Yeah. So everywhere I played and lived, you know, we try to help block child hunger. Um, you know, this is uh, very uh, sentimental, you know, with me, you know, growing up with a big family, you know, you always rush around the food and hurry up and eat your first plate and try to get your second plate. And, uh, you know, just helping out kids, uh, you know, the youth, um, you know, I think that's, uh, you know, great, you know, point, you know, help underprivileged families, you know, with, uh, you know, we do a lot of, we do a lot of work with food banks, you know, there's always, there's already this structure in place which, uh, you know, helping families and kids out. And we just want to add to that, you know, that structure that's already in place. 
and um yeah and just um you know come up with a uh, block child hunger and um it's been it's been great my uh, wife runs it full time and um we had a lot of impact in jacksonville um really really much and um you know in cincinnati obviously you know ohio and uh you know north carolina and you know looking forward to doing in you know washington uh, metro area as well and uh continue that and uh you know just something i'm passionate about help out kids uh you know so yeah is there where can they you just go to andrewnorwellfoundation.com is that where people could go if they yeah. want to help out um yeah you can go there you can donate um i think uh we have an email on there you can uh post okay. suggestions comments concerns and uh, we try to help out the best we can in communities. Awesome. Andrew, thank you very much, man. This was great. I appreciate oh, thank it. you. Yeah, I appreciate talking to you. And uh, go Bucks. There you go. OH. <laughs> yeah. College basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $250 in free bets if they do. It is that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like who will make it to the next round and who will hit the most three-pointers, then track your results. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code KIND, K-E-I-M. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $250 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code KIND this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and over restrictions apply. See show notes for details. That's it for this episode. Thanks to Andrew for joining me and thank you as always for listening. I'll be back with another episode on Monday. Talk to you next time.